Welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is James Lindsay. I am your host, and I am with my co-host. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon Stables. That's right. Welcome. The Brandon Stables. The. <laughs> the so one. know him as L. Brandini. Uh, L. Brand. <laughs> Brandini. Uh, yeah, Brandonio. Uh, also, I've gone by Christopolis, Barden, um, <laughs> Bardone. You just, you uh, just, if you take one name and you, and you find different ways to pronounce it, mm-hmm. that's that's how we come up with different nicknames for you. Yeah, and then just over time, yeah, you really just accumulate just, yeah, a whole myriad of different, um, versions of your name or at yeah. least what your name sounds like mr was mr biggs mr big mr biggs that was one of mr. Them. mr biggs was one of them yeah because uh where did i hear that i i stole that sex from uh no <laughs> <laughs> big sex in the city fan in middle know, school. yeah in middle school oh my god <laughs> could you imagine no we didn't have hbo we didn't even have the we didn't even have the premium cable for the longest time we didn't have i well, the only reason we would watch that show is to watch the sex, not any any of the city portion of it. Sure. At least yeah, at that age. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. For me, sorry. I was a hor- <laughs> I was horny. I was, and had HBO. stricken <laughs> child. But anyways, yes, Mr. Biggs. Yeah, from um, NBA Street Volume 1, I believe, um, <laughs> had a boss. All right. That uh, might be the first or whatever, but he was a tiny person. Uh, it was one of those classic. situations as well, where his name was Mr. Biggs, but he was very small and he had a lot of uh, great ball handling and speed was his uh, his thing. But there was just a way that you could play him in that game that you could really just dominate people because it was a lot of, I think, um, it, it was a time of video games where if you pump faked, it would trigger a defense from the computer to where you could really like especially if you were fast um overcome a lot of obstacles was just a pump fake and going either left or right with a character like that especially too because he was a smaller guy you know i love those yeah those there's more variation of the basketball games now it's all 2k but there was that there was the street which was yeah, more of an arcade experience. And there was, if you remember on Xbox One, NBA Ballers. Yes, oh, of course. One-on-one stuff. You just play one-on-one mm-hmm. with someone and there was a lot of customization with the court. And like you could deck yeah. out the whole court. Oh, yeah. You could set up all of your clothing options. I mean, that's, wow. that comes like uh, natural in a lot of, in any game nowadays. But there was like so much focus on the bling. Stefan Marbury was on the cover of it. Damn, that would be so profitable now because just the apparatus is so is such a well-oiled machine for microtransactions that a game like Ballers, I think, would just you could really co-opt everything into a microtransaction and have that be um, just the game, you know, yeah. the one-on-one, and also have online, which I I don't believe ballers had online right because if it did we would have played it right because i i feel like we also always did the i didn't have online phone. at the time xbox live on the on that first xbox but uh i maybe maybe it did i'm i'm not sure i enjoyed that 
game a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But yeah. this is probably a very like minutia, like sort of small little pigeonhole thing we're going down. Then I'm not sure if anyone will follow us down the NBA ball, NBA baller train. Yeah. But, it, but it is sad. To I'm think, not a, it is kind of yeah. sad to think that like I don't know. You you think of like NBA ballers and like it had all those like awesome unlockable things and mm-hmm. you didn't have to pay for it and it's just like oh man what a now now you just think of such a what a great way to be predatory with all all of those different things that you could unlock sure. or put a put a tag on on every single one of them but that was yeah that was so cool that it was just it was there and i think you just had to yeah you had to take on different one-on-one it was just one-on-one wasn't it yeah i think so and then yeah, there, was a no, guy, no. there was a guy off on the side of the court that you could chuck it to and then you could run in for the all yeah. yeah yeah there was a lot of that where you yeah because it was you know it was still casual right it was in people's backyards or at um at parks and whatnot and mm-hmm. um and then eventually your own mansion your own mansion yeah no that definitely happens which wow what a game well anyways anyways yeah <laughs> I don't know how you segue from that. I don't know how you segue from uh, NBA well, ballers into Saw. Hey, you know what? It probably came out around the same time. You know what? That is a great segue. When did NBA ballers yeah, come out? It did come out at a similar time because this NBA movie ballers was earlier. Mm, I don't know. Two thousand four. Oh! We're there. We made it. Oh my God! We made it. it. So then that was yeah, the best uh, transition or best segue ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, you didn't even know. We brought you, you into know. the the time period that we're in. It was the time of NBA ballers, when there was right. more than one NBA video game that you could play. Mm, yes, you'd and give, then we just give two shits. <laughs> and that was on the Xbox, right? Yes, and PlayStation what, 2, and I think maybe GameCube did I during that generation. have it on. I can't even remember, because I had, I got the PlayStation 2, I waited in line I the day that that Xbox. came out. I think I probably had it on Xbox, because you had to get Halo. I think I got Cause, yeah. it, because I played it at your house, and I was like, this game is <laughs> fucking dope. Like, I want to I wanna play this at home, and then... Absolutely. Like, and then that was when the Pistons were really good, and Ben Wallace, Big Ben, was was a my favorite that game, I think. And NBA, yeah. and NBA Ballers too. That was one of the best games ever, I think. But <laughs> hell yeah! So we're talking 2004 then. So we're talking Xbox, PS2, uh, 14 years old. Um, yeah, don't really this movie is scary this movie is people are talking about it this also to me it's it went like saw and then you started to see a more like gory films get a, a more limelight more uh interest and in people talking about it you know saw it comes out and then you know i think of hostile um yeah yeah Definitely, definitely one that one that I think of. I believe the the Grudge came out this year, and uh, the updated Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. This was like a time, like I don't know, early two thousands. There's this, I don't know, 
there's this in, ter- in terms of just the time period in my mind it's coming out of like 90s where there was a lot of edge and grunge but then going mm. into the 2000s we're looking at like oh we're in the future now and there, i feel like at that time going into 2000 we're like oh we're we're in the future now and and so there was like this element of chrome and silver and kind of this futuristic sort of uh sensibility boys album cover oh my god i just got Backstreet boys tickets for next year by the way i'm so excited at the whole yes um but millennium that album yeah for sure they're all like i that is such a clear vision of of that time because that they're all dressed in kind of chrome silver white like it's all just like and that their music videos during that time as well and but there's still like this remnant of edgy grudginess like in uh underworld i'm not sure when that one came out but movies like that um where the music i don't know there's just this like heavy metal has kind of come out of uh and in emo and 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 that kind of stuff has come out of that that grunge sort of music popularity in in the 90s and mm-hmm. yeah to me music just influences a lot of a lot of things in pop culture it's not the driving force behind anything but i i just find that that part fascinating and to be honest the editing and the music in this particular movie really colors my my whole feelings towards it and and my enjoyment while I'm in the middle of it, but it kind of screams of like the hot topic sort of Mm -hmm. energy of that sort of edginess of like, yeah, you, you go into a hot topic and you kind of look at those, those kind of bands on all of the the t-shirt wall or whatever at that time. And where you go to warp tour or, or whatever bands warp tour and, uh, and and you see some of those bands and it just kind of remind that puts for me personally it puts me in a in a time and and place or of what is gonna put uh put people in the seats to see a horror movie is yeah like the the younger crowd and people that are into the more <clears throat> darker sort of things and you know yeah goth and and got there a lot of got the goth kids and 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 punk and everything and uh everything everything has all, all that stuff has been going on it's just been morphed into something different kind of around that time and in, in my mind because yeah we were in we were just entering into high school at this time it's our first year in high school so it's just i don't know like this was a movie that I remember was being talked about as sort of that sort of thing of Blair Witch Project, <clears throat> the ring kind of later of, I don't know, or just, I, these are, these are our kind of maybe generation ter- in terms of what I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, you can take your pick as far as whatever Friday the 13th or whatever sort of movie that's going to put people in the seats and have that experience in the movie theater that you're kind of all enjoying the, the scary movie experience and, I think this as a as a package sort of deal kind of taps into the time period 
a lot for better or worse because I think there's, yeah, there's there's parts of it that are so painfully 2004 that it doesn't hold yeah. up to to a, a modern sort of take on it or like a modern sort of rewatch. And unfortunately, not to get too far ahead. Absolutely. I, yeah, this is um, uh, going to be a relic of uh, a time capsule, if you will, of aesthetically and interest where the teenager uh, zeitgeist was. And because they drove this movie, mm -hmm. like people between ages of really we were kind of on the younger demo because i don't i'm trying to remember if i saw this in theaters i don't believe i saw this in theaters but i saw the second one for sure in theaters and i remember it came out on halloween and i was really terrified and like going you know at first i wanted to go because i eventually saw this one and it was like oh so i was really yeah i really enjoyed this when it first came out um and I think so much of it too was because I was, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid of that shit. You can attest as uh, how long we've known each other. Like there was definitely a period of time where I was drinking the Kool-Aid of like the hot topic or what hot topic was peddling mm -hmm. this, you know, being, you know, edginess. Um, this quasi intelligence that's associated to it you know something you're presenting these these things as this is not mainstream and the mainstream is you know vanilla brainwash you know people are just um drones there but at the same time it is being being peddled as you know not mainstream but a counter a counterculture that you can commodify at, totally you know hot topic and those things again were already going on but it had morphed into a, a commodification of that rebellion rebellious sort of nature and you could uh yeah and and take things like disney or whatever or whatever that sort of stuff and satir do a satirical take on it and put it in the or or you just put it in a spencer's or a hot topic and just take them morph the meaning of it and i think that's such a punk sort of attitude uh about anything is is kind of taking what is uh mainstream and morphing it into your own as well i know there was just like a lot of that kind of and we're going really into hot i was going really into hot topic right no, now but it's that's a, just something like yeah we were mall kids as well you know we go to the movies and we go hang out at the mall absolutely because it's like that's what we did absolutely yeah i i will yeah I have memories of like, this is going to the mall is where you're going to see your friends. And it's a whole process of getting there, who you're with while you're there. And yeah, it, I think what's interesting is to just like go down the rabbit hole of what hot topic turned into what it always really was. Cause I mean, I've come to the realization that that period, like, yeah, in, in being different, it was just, it was more of an outlet for my teenage angst and energy. But if I was older, I would recognize like I do now that it's also just, it's doing the thing that you don't like to your point is it's, it's actually really kind of, I don't know. You could make the case that it is putting types of 
uh, an image, a type of way of thinking into the public sphere and giving it a voice. But it ultimately is just exploiting the people there because it's just they're in malls. Like the, the to me, that's mm. it's yeah, it's so interesting now thinking about it. Is they're only in malls. There was never really like standalone hot topic stores, and the mall is also the antithesis of like what metal and punk is all about. To be in this just shrine of consumerism that is now yeah. <laughs> to to you know have a stake there and be peddling your goods there really just yeah it's just it's taking advantage of of kids and it and that it, it's interesting to equate hot topic to this because there are things in this movie that it is trying to be probably an oversimplification but just a just a hmm. something to relate to definitely at that time because we, we are sure thinking about 2004 right now yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be critical on myself or anybody. Like, I was 14 years old. You know, you wanted stuff that wasn't just what looked like, you know, the shit in J.C. Penney's or fucking Macy's. Like, you wanted something that uh, that rocked. That was more, yeah, edgy. All of that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, and you're you're in. I don't know. As far as your interests are, pop culture, music, and TV, and and mm-hmm. movies, and Here's, you know, and those things, you know, especially certain movies and everything are inarguably from that same machine that you're trying to rage against. But if you can take it and rip it up a bit or or add your own flair on top of it or, um, yeah, take Jack Skellington and and make it dark, even though it's because it's from a Disney universe, you're still giving, contributing towards Disney, but it's something that uh aesthetically pleases and fits to what you or your personality in your in your mind is or it's a closer representation of it and at that time you're kind of clawing for identity and uh something to um validate those feelings of not maybe not belonging or not feeling like you're a part of what mm-hmm. everything yeah you go to the mall, mall and you see all the other stores and that one is maybe an outlier of all those other other stores so when you're going to the mall regardless yeah it's like what other option do you have and uh when you're going to see movies and everything you know that's just a part of your identity as well i think at that time like what movies you're into and what kind of music and and shows and everything like that and this movie just started a you know, a big conversation and and intentionally polarizing, you know, like this is, this is, I feel like this is a a movie, at least how it was slated, however it was made, um, is his own process and whatever the, the, uh, creative force behind the making of it, maybe it's its own thing, but I just, I don't know. There's such a hubbub about this movie and, and I remember, it so well just i'd be curious to watch the trailer again but i just remember the the trailer of him you know saying i want to play a game and all Mm -hmm. all that stuff and i even looked at like the sequel was green lit like the weekend that this one came out and everything it was it was just such a such a thing to get people into the seats on halloween it came out 29th i I think october Mm -hmm. of 2004 and uh 
yeah, it was just, uh, it's, it started something to, to put it simply, I, I guess, and not only within its own franchise of, of movies and maybe it didn't start it, but it was, it was at the, the beginnings or, or during this, uh, era of, yeah, this kind of like edgy, really gory sort of violent, um, horror movie, uh, sort of time i i think i i mm-hmm. think i saw somewhere use this director was part of the or the right the these two guys were part of like the splat brothers or something that i i saw there was just like this certain group of directors around this time we were make, making these type of movies like eli roth and and other other people but um the director for this um ended up directing uh insidious yeah i was looking looking at him man i mean he's he's uh He's also in this movie, uh, but he he did uh, Insidious, mm-hmm. and um, he it's also this Wikipedia uh, section where he's just like talks about how he, he's not doing well <laughs> in the industry. I thought was oh, I didn't see that. He he uh, wrote and directed Invisible Man. The the new. The newer one with Elizabeth Elizabeth, wow. Elizabeth Moss, which is an excellent movie. That's a great, great movie, and sort of like I don't know along the lines of this. If I am going to compare it in any way, more of maybe a thriller with horror elements than a straight horror movie. I would say an Invisible Man, um, mm. but. Really great and and a surprise to me. I, I don't know. I I wasn't sure what to expect with that movie, and it was uh, super enjoyable. And then he's yeah, he did all the he did the Insidious movies and uh, Upgrade, which was pretty good. And he's doing a Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling. So we'll uh, we're waiting for that one after the Invisible Man. So after the Invisible Man, I don't know what it's gonna be like because. Invisible Man wasn't, I don't know, like your typical Invisible Man. So I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to give the same treatment to, to Wolfman. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like now that I've lauded his, uh, his great movie making skills in the Invisible Man, I have to say, man, his act, he's he's he he is a writer director clearly when I see him in this movie first, he is a writer director and then an actor. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find like the nicest way to say it, but I had a hard time watching him on screen in this movie as Adam. As Adam. He's the guy opposite Carrie Elwes in the room. That is Lee, uh, Juan L the writer, Writer, director. James Wan's an Asian guy. James Wan is the director, my mistake. But he is he is like the writing compatriot uh, or like the writing partner with James Wan. It's like their idea together. James Wan, obviously, huge. I'm sorry, were you talking about James Wan this whole time? I've been talking about this uh, Lee Wanell guy. Oh, who, I was talking uh, about you. Yeah, my mistake. I'm so sorry. I'm probably confusing... I could be confusing everyone right now, but uh, yes, James Wan is like an acclaimed director at this point for like 
uh, Furious. I mean, I I say acclaimed because Furious Seven is a fucking masterpiece of a movie. I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> he directed that movie, right? Uh, no, that's um, that's somebody else. He was slated to do uh, Fast and Furious, but it looked like he um, oh, he's done a, he's done a oh man, we're just, we're just all over the place. Uh, I could I could swear that he has done Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, he was at least, at least at least one uh, James Wan. Um, he did Furious Seven. Yes, he did. He directed Saw, Insidious, Furious Seven, Aquaman, doing Aquaman Two. Lee Wanell has written and helped make some of those movies as well. Got it. And he's like Just, a like a writing partner of his, and they helped make um, Saw together. And Lee Wanell is, if I'm saying his name correctly, is Adam, the guy locked in the room <laughs> with Carrie, the doctor. And what I was saying was, yeah, I just had a hard time with his his performance in this movie. <laughs> For sure, yeah, absolutely. But there was, uh, yeah, this movie is not good. I'm gonna just start, start, you know, letting you know how I feel about. Because I mean, I, you know, all uh, nostalgia aside for this movie and how much I liked it then. Rewatching it now, I mean, man, all, almost all of the performances seem like people are kind of in different movies. They just. Um, just varying degrees of good as well. Like there, there'll be somebody, you know, <sighs> yes, I guess the Lee, what is his last name? Wanell. Um, Wanell. Yeah. He is, he is such a, at such a lower level than Carrie Yule's is. And it just, yeah, it seems, it's also funny too, because there's a lot of cutting where it's just a shot of him and then just a shot of Carrie, uh, L's, right. We're saying his name, just right? Just call him Dr. Carrie. Don, or Dr. Gary. Cause his yeah. name is what? Dr. Lawrence. Or I guess Dr. we can say we can have his character name. Dr. Gordon. As doctor, as you wish. <laughs> Man. I love him. I I do too. And this is I the same time that he came he came out or he was in uh, Liar Liar. If you remember him in Liar Liar, he's like the the new uh, fling for um, Jim Carrey's ex wife, and he's like wants to get married to his ex wife and and move the family away with the kid and everything. But he's such a goober in that movie, and seeing him be a dad in this movie was like the same dad performance. There's something about so warm. <laughs> dad energy about about him that was really like just really comforting or maybe that's just being like a kid and seeing him in princess bride and just mm. having such a warm charming nature there as well as robin hood men in tights he's, awesome. he's fucking hilarious that whole Amazing. movie but yeah. um yeah it was it's great seeing seeing him again uh i mean is it just me or i don't know if it's his his complexion or what but the it's I was more attributing it to the, his makeup seemed like just overdone pale. Oh, of course. And, and yeah. Just like caked on. And then I thought it was overdone. And then at the very end, when he, after he does chop his leg off, I know that it's supposed to, he's all the blood's draining from his body, but I don't that know what it was, but the makeup on insane. him just looked 
so like a ghost like a yeah. yeah like a ghost zombie from like but just uh just over overdone and i i don't i don't know what why that was or <laughs> you know if i can if i can give a little bit of background like this movie was filmed in 18 days yep for a meager amount of money in like a million all things like concerned. a million dollars about a million dollars it was it was made for yeah. um and yeah. yeah james wan and, and lee wanell uh yeah really pushed it uh to to get made there yeah i i really feel like the this is also to the prototype to blumhouse movies where you sure. i think there are and this Lions, was too, Lionsgate, i mean had a run too right yeah oh yeah i got got in on some of that that horror action because we you know we talked about i think horror is typically most successful with like a kind of around the teenager um area because it really functions well as uh, a theme park ride where there's a lot of like oh wow oh my god and then you it really also just like being you know in a thing that shoots you up in the air there's just something is going to happen naturally to you just because there's these cues and things happening in this movie that just elicit that almost naturally because there were definitely times in this movie where i felt tension and so much of that is like Mm -hmm. it's it's built up through the audio and it's um uh the you know lighting and and some of the shots I just, I really can't give too much credit to the directing of this movie because this movie looks like dog shit. There's so many things that, like we've talked about, where it's very of 2004. Yeah. There was so much of this movie that had these uh, ramp speed that looked made it look insane. Oh my God, dude. I was just, yeah, I was pretty <laughs> much just about to bring that up. I, the speed I, I will was- give this movie credit for for certain things but one thing that really took me out of it and is such of this time is dropping that frame rate or whatever it is and just making it all fucking choppy and then speeding it up really quick and then adding adding a sound or whatever like to to the scary point to to the point where they actually shoot themselves in the foot multiple times there was this one shot i think near the beginning where it was showing you the whole room and it showed that there was the dead body and it like hand like hand over to the dead body stopped on the head went up and spun around as it went up and i was just trying to and the way that they did it was like music was like and then it just like speed ramped or whatever like all the way up and then did the crazy spin shot all the way up to the ceiling but i was like wow underneath all of that bullshit there was like a good shot i think there like absolutely had they had something that was like more morose or something like that's showing like you're showing a dead body you're showing you're setting up the whole ethos and 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 everything of this movie and it really does i mean that that it does set it up for what it's going to be it it, deli- it delivers on everything that that setup is but just i will give it credit on these i these yeah these certain things like that the the idea of this killer is just Uh speaking very macro about this movie the idea of of this killer is like an interesting idea it is an interesting idea the problem is it's the focus is just all over the fucking place and the and they don't know where to draw focus 
for this idea. They just know that this is an idea that they're trying to harness. They throw all of these characters in. Who the fuck is the main character is another another point. But it's just it's more as an ensemble. I don't know. Saw is the main character. He fucking wins, as far as I'm concerned. But um, mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, yeah. What am I saying? I just no. What you're saying is under there are some fundamentals here that al- allow it to work broadly. Yeah. But the second you start looking at it, looking past all of the grime and just so many rooms in this movie just have shit on the walls just even in people's houses there's just <laughs> shit all over the place everything's got to be covered in shit it was probably the same set for every every location for sure <laughs> i think you it was just what? one warehouse every single and it's all interior and they don't have any exterior because they couldn't afford it so it's all like these these shots and inside these places and it's like that is very admirable that they were able to accomplish this and that they were able to start a wave of filmmaking as upsetting and nauseous as it makes me watching movies like this, like genuinely like upset and and not feel good after, after Mm -hmm. watching it. But at the same time, I will watch seven, a movie that I think this movie is trying to, be some some Hard. version of or of of, yeah. of something, but that is a all, hits all of the notes that this movie does, but it's just not shoving it in your face and making it seem like it's I don't know cool or something like this edginess sort of is is cool, and I think and maybe that's the hot topic part, but like again the the music man and the in the I've mentioned it with American Outlaws, but when there's like guitar score. The majority of the time it fucking sucks with with me like i don't know or just it depends on the movie i guess and there's and there's been examples like i i was giving credit to the los lobos thing i know we always talk about this guitar and scores but like los lobos and spy kids and stuff too had some cool guitar licks mixed with some weird danny Elf, elfman thing um but uh the the sort of heavy metal sort of um type of music that was going on around this time and where rock was going uh it just is upsetting to me when i when i watch stuff like this and how much of an effect that it has on the editing process of it so you know i and i'm going to recognize that yeah like i think it even said that they ran out of footage in the editing process so what they did is they made it seem like it was recorded and they so they just fucked up and images that they were already using in the movie and made it seem like new images and that just haphazard way of doing it while it was successful, clearly very successful watching this now. Yeah. It kind of makes me think about more the procedural way that they could handle it where something like seven or like a law and order episode could handle something this grotesque and nightmarish and awful to think about sort of thing and not make you have to like really fucking look at it and em- embrace the the horror of it and uh, make it more, you know, if you're going to go with Danny Glover as, as the procedural sort of thing, I just thought that would have, um, you know, 
or if there was there some sort of dynamic between like there is a dynamic between him and Dr. Carey, but and or if they had some duality sort of thing where they kind of depended on each other to to save each other sort of thing, but it just makes the whole time from a subjective way I just feel bad watching it and I don't uh like how I feel in mm. like partaking in this but I'll I'll refrain for now I I'm going off on one of my tangents No I mean I I feel very similarly to like Yeah this eliciting well, how do you feel about this eliciting, like using grotesqueness to accomplish that and making that? I just okay. I got a, a bunch of things rushing my head from what you just said. So I know I, thing, I went through a lot. I got to slow down. Okay. No, it's okay. So one thing that I just want to before you know I leave it is this movie to me could have been more grotesque than it is and. A lot of that was ruined by its editing. So to comment on a lot of the yeah. stuff you said in Agreed. this is that so here's an here I'll just give one example and there's like a fucking thousand in this movie, but here's one example. So they have a case that you know, they have two cases, I think, that kind of happen and you only see a very small portion of it because what's happening is is uh, Danny Glover and his partner are just putting, you know, they need more occurrences is kind of how they're being served. Um, they're also vehicles to talk about some fucked up way somebody got killed. And one of them is there is a guy who is cutting himself. And then in order to save himself, he's got to go through this box of barbed wire, which was going to cut him. Mm hmm. That had the ability to be very grotesque and unsettling, but that is just then spliced up a thousand ways, speed ramped wallies in there. Then they're also cutting in and entering in all of these like bullshit, you know, the photography thing, what, dude, photography they'll stuff. Flash, they'll do a flash, like then the sound of a shutter click mm -hmm. or whatever, and then show the ph photography of it, which is probably some fucked up shot that they already just used and to elongate it's fluff. It's all just like fluff. And then, yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's, it's, he's like moving through it quickly. And then at just like a, it's something that's so unsettling as it is. And you could just have it be unsettling. They try to like, put, they try to push it more. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking this is this is crazy isn't it and the, the yeah i know they turn it up man just like yeah how can we make this even more crazy we're going to keep this pace and energy through this stuff and i don't get it i don't get that at all and i think it's really just a fallacy of that time period in making these movies because it to me also seems like you're trying to be more expensive than you are, but you have an idea that got you to this point of making this movie. Like let the, it's, it's kind of, it's, um, uh, well, Weiger says it's, uh, Unga Pachka, right? <laughs> it's Unga Pachka. Our hero. It, <laughs> yeah. Burger Brigade. Uh, oh, spoon man all the way. <laughs> uh spoon nation <laughs> but yeah like you don't need that stuff you could have um 
you could have just had that situation and it be, you know, um, almost like vignettes of here are all of these cases and it's just the simple situation is is that you have a cop at the start of it who discovers that this is happening and then he just slowly discovers things along the way that get you there and then there's this undercurrent of what carrie uh Els is doing and the writer of this movie and that's like kind of the backing thing and almost you could do it in a way where they're you know obviously not like one is happening very linearly but the other is happening in concurrently which is kind of what's happening but you don't understand really anything that's going like that's going on with Danny Glover. Something that I think is really, really poorly done in this movie is Danny Glover in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very bare bones. Just to have to have yeah. such a uh, he has such control over a lot of big moments in in the movie, and he's mainly just yeah pacing in his room in the majority of the movie, and then yeah he has the scene with his, his partner and everything, but his, his place within all of it just seems kind of trivial at, at certain points because he doesn't really have anyone to bounce off of besides a scene with the doctor. And then he has his, his partner, but like modern Danny Glover is just, uh, kind of just spoken about and he doesn't really like, you just, I don't know. It's, it's just that just story now looking back on it, even just now looking back on it, just, yeah, it seems like that's sort of like, yeah, you get it. You get it. This is the generic revenge plot of, a, of the cop that he killed his partner and he wants you, you get it. You get, you know, and then just like throw all the, get them to the shitty apartment, throw all those pictures on the wall and just, you know, people will, will, will get it. And we don't have to like get, get too far into it, but I'm, you know, yeah, not to, that's, that's a hard thing with me. Cause I think a lot of times I will try to like, tailor the movie in my mind to what I would want to experience more of, but I'm having a hard time with this one. And maybe it's a, it's a pointless pursuit as well. In, in some, some movies I shouldn't, shouldn't try it so much, but I'm having a hard time deciding where I would want to place my energy and learning more about, you know, is it would I want more time given to the doctor? Would I want more time to understand fully why Adam is even there? No, but I mean, I am, Adams just seems like such a throwaway sort of thing too. I, I guess. And and it's just like Danny, Danny Glover is just kind of like, everything is sort of so, so shallow and above the surface that Mm -hmm. it it really becomes clear that this is Saw's movie and it's about all of his plans. And it's it's about this whole machine that he's placed forth, placed forth for all of these characters, but not having him in there. It has its own effects. Uh, obviously, but it's just even that by the time that you experience it is so overdone and, and over the top, at least, at least at this point in time that like, I, I get just a headache, man. It, it's, it's these things that where I'm about to, again, I think this will happen a lot in this conversation where I'm about to give it credit, but the execution just, just doesn't, gotcha. just doesn't do it for me. And uh maybe maybe at that time it it was in congress or it kind of fit more with all the other movies kind of coming out around that time and the you know and now i'm i'm realizing yeah even like 2001 movies that we were watching had had that some of that score and and everything and this mm-hmm. is our first horror horror movie but uh it just really ruins it for me the those sort of st- the, the stitchings holding this thing together 
brings it so far down for me and it also detracts from the credit that i would try to give it for being made in such a short amount of time on a shoestring budget when it's almost my point is to simplify when it's like exactly you have right. you you clearly are beset by limitations and you are uh living with those limitations and, and trying to thrive within them and i think what you have on paper is you know is 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 good as far as the premise is concerned and everything but they almost are overcompensating <laughs> Right. Like they're insecure about something. They, they have this great, you know, they have this big gift, but they're too shy to, or they're just not shy because they're really bold in a lot of ways, which, I mean, I guess that's where you would give this movie a little bit of credit is, is that I think you, the idea to some would be not a good one but you feel confident about it that you want to make this swing you want to do these things because you think people will really connect with it but again you just it, i don't maybe it's hubris but yeah you just go so far and and beyond what you need to in order to accomplish the core value and the core idea of this movie which is what gets people in the door mm -hmm. and then to kind of yeah, and to yeah, just feel like you need to prove like how edgy or cool you are by doing all of these things ends up making you look yeah, making you oh man, this is just so many ways to relate this to hot topic. Uh, <laughs> I love how that's our driving driving <laughs> that, that's so that's so funny. But uh yeah, I, I don't. Do you want to go through any sweeps of of the story at all, or just? Um, I mean, I, I I've been enjoying our our conversation, just going over the the big broad kind of ideas of this movie and just the whole beginnings of this of this franchise that I've not taken part in whatsoever. You know, I I think we've both seen the the second one, but um, beyond that, it's just it's something that has persisted. But uh, do, did you want me to do any of that? Are you, are you enjoying this? Uh, this kind of just talking about. I'm, we don't need to. We don't need to go through the plot We're of it. Pretty far into it, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to go through the plot of it because, I mean, ultimately, you said it's, it's Saw's movie. So, if anything, we could talk about how effective his plan was, what we thought, what we think about his plan, and then. I mean, I'm trying to think, well, yeah, like, what What was our favorite? Um, death. <laughs> death or, you know, contraption or whatever. Like, and then just the, I mean, even thinking about, like, the, the genres of this movie, because I think that's, that's something that I was kind of, I, again, I'll try to give this credit, but I always, I always find something that will <laughs> take away from it already in my mind, but. Yeah, it's less it's less of a horror movie than you might think. If you if you haven't seen this movie, I feel like it, there's there's horror and there's terror and there's gruesome gory nature to it, but beyond that, to me underlying a lot of it is that procedural element of a mystery yeah. mystery thriller trying to catch this guy and trying to figure out what his big uh, plan is and ultimate end, end goal is so much so that there is, there is a twist sort of 
thing at, at the end of it as as well but you know you mentioned the part where the guy uh goes through the barbed wire thing D- during that portion it really is and this speaks to the pacing of this movie is a montage of death at that moment that's like mm-hmm. it, it transfers over from and it does this is pretty much the structure of the movie in and out of that room that they're stuck in together of things that they're either talking about or it just or it just stretches out to uh these different moments but const yeah constantly throughout the movie it's it's going in and out of the those those things and i think it's when you find out that danny glover is investigating dr carrie uh mm-hmm. in relation wow. to these murders and and everything and um yeah it, it's just uh that makes so sad yeah what's to that? think about because it's just yeah the, the whole point of like you know the point you're making about um like the montage of death so again that's the point where we are starting to understand patterns through all the case files yeah Mm -hmm. we're starting to understand more about how he is like what motivates him because we're we need to be like given information on how to solve this problem as well because i Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say without anything bad against it is, is that this movie presents a set of rules and things. It's like an escape room. I love escape rooms. Oh my and God. It presents- this movie. Yeah. I mean, at least in that it's portion, a, a series of escape rooms. Yeah. Escape rooms. Absolutely. And that, that part is, you know, is relatively smart and, mm-hmm. um, and, fun to experience but uh the the montage of death it speeds through it super quickly Mm -hmm. there also isn't any development with danny glover's character he gets more concerned i guess but there isn't anything that is like it's showing these people are not great people so there isn't really you don't understand what is making Danny Glover so affected by this. Cause like, this is also kind of his job. Like, yeah, it is interesting that this person is doing it in this particular way, mm-hmm. but you haven't given me anything about Danny Glover as to why he would be emotionally invested in this. Mm-hmm. There's none of that, which this movie really needs to do him justice because I get that. And it, seems almost convenient that his partner dies because then it really gives him uh this is why i'm hunting him down yeah. is because he killed my partner and i which that in itself that process and switch over is so fast and not talked about and never shown like you don't under you don't really understand or see danny glover not be able to function like get kicked off the force and not be able to function and human like he completely just spirals yeah you're right off the world like he Mm -hmm. just spirals out of existence into he's like he's just got trash and shit everywhere apartment it's got it looks worse than saw's place and i'm sorry but this is like an 
I don't mean to be ageist, but this is an older gentleman, so I'm going to assume he's been at this career long enough where his partner getting shot is probably something that if he hasn't personally experienced, like he's probably seen it happen to other people. And then he seems like a nice guy, all things considered. Again, we don't know what his relationship is like. I mean, he is kind of a hard ass. To, ca- but to cast, uh, yeah, an older dude like would make sense within this uh, for this character because like that's his whole aim is to catch jigsaw because jigsaw killed his partner and that's and that's all that happened that's all his character is and that's and, and there's though. and there's no there's no backstory to him and there's and it's it's a it's a point a to b and he dies at the end just to de- just to delay someone else's escape the wife's escape and that's all and that's and that and that's all for him he like it's such a flat sort of sort of thing and i think that also speaks to just generally some of these the ideas that jigsaw presents and everything of just like you don't appreciate your life and it's just not much information besides just like yeah you cheat on your wife and and you have kids like you deserve to die just like that that simple i don't know there's just like that is a very simplistic way to for someone to put in that situation i know i'm that's the whole point of the movie but Mm. for to portray jigsaw as sort of this mastermind of all these things that just is such like a petty some of the stuff just seems so petty to me you know maybe that's just maybe that's just something that's dumb to try to argue with because it's a fucking serial killer and nothing that a serial killer does makes sense especially within mm-hmm. their like grand grand plan of of everything um but i just yeah it was just like his whole his whole thing was is such an interesting part of this movie and that's what seems to drive a lot of the other other sequels and everything is his mind so to go back to again like it's just all, all these things with with Danny Glover that it's like we could have had that movie we could have had the Danny Glover movie and it would have again like i think maybe been more of that procedural thing is that is that what we wanted out of this or do we want the sort of it probably would have been more of an escape room sort of situation if it would have been just more inside that room and just them trying to get out and open like escape room the movie and then occasionally you get you know elements of a cop trying to save someone it's like and him talking about his partner died but the problem is it's both of those things are given an equal weight that you are i mean in my mind i'm kind of confused at which to really have have stake in or, or care about and by the end of it danny glover's fucking dead and you know the doctor gets out with his, sure. his leg chopped off which is just i don't know that's kind of like an ellipsis for me it's just kind of i guess he gets back to his his family i'll just yeah he gets back to his family i'll just assume that whatever but because those things are given an equal weight i just don't find any the the stakes are confusing to me i think in in terms of like what i'm supposed to feel when danny glover dies uh because it's just i don't yeah i don't really care much for him and i i guess maybe this is maybe it is more of a doctor's doctor's movie and everything but um that's also very difficult to to do as this movie already feels claustrophobic enough to have 
a movie be focused on someone trapped in a room and have it be more more of that maybe not necessarily or just evenly displace some of this flashback shit that is just like i don't know i was trying to figure out the best way to do it but the way that the flashbacks and flash forwards are presented throughout the movie are just jarring to put it simply and there's mm-hmm. this one i'll give like the the best example i can think of is when adam just says i remember everything now yep. because the mo- why because the movie has to continue there was no other reason in that moment besides the movie went to like a screeching fucking halt with all the clues and everything that jigsaw had presented within that room that the only thing that would push it forward was for him to remember him like going through his apartment and getting trapped by jigsaw and, and that whole thing, or maybe because they just wanted to show that, which by the way, was probably one of the more scarier moments when he's going, I like the, the effect of that, yeah. cam- that camera that was like, Ooh, Ooh, what's going on? Oh. And then actually like yeah. one of the, f- maybe, yeah. Like the only time where that slowing the frame rate served the purpose of what it was trying to do, because when you take a picture, it's going to shutter and you're going to get a little slow yeah. sort of thing. And it showed the flash, and then when it flashed, it cut to the other side or of him as well. Uh-huh. And it kept cutting on the flash to different points, and I was like, wow, yeah. this is an effective way to do it. Too bad you did it on every single fucking shot of the whole movie. You did something like relating to that, or the editing did something uh-huh. like that. But uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I just... Um, um, just what? where do you... Yeah, I don't know. Where do you want your your focus to be, I think was a, was a, was a big thing that, for me, but what, I don't know what I was saying something about Adam as well. I'm kind of, this movie just like halts me in my track sometimes when I think about certain things, because I just, it, it irks me. And it was kind of doing that during the experience of, of watching it and the pacing of it as well was just so back and forth that's what i was talking about the pace and i'm sorry i'm all over the place but the pacing and just like all the flashbacks and 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 stuff and him saying i I remember everything now was just such such a sort of thing that made me realize i was watching a movie like i don't know how 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 else to put it than that (laughs) no that's that's a way to describe it i mean that you could argue that the reason he remembered is because he got shocked um oh, but but that's uh, that's this i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're here defending saw so it's 10 out of 10 then right brandon no absolutely <laughs> not because it's an enormous piece of shit when you realize that again you know it's presented in a way that like yeah okay i guess no duh um the key that unlocks adam was with him at the very beginning mm-hmm. so i'm so jigsaw anticipated that the like oh, what the happens one, if wait, adam, the one that was in the bathtub yeah so what happens if adam woke up and that key did not go down it was supposed to it was made made to go down or like what if he caught it before it went down or something was it made to go down because to me the it just water, looked like it uh, I forget how the water drained. I think it's when he like woke up. He woke up and moved, or his foot, or something. Maybe the water. It was maybe attached mm-hmm. somehow, and the water drained out with the key. So I, 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 I think maybe it was designed for him not to notice. But yeah, it's entirely possible that he that he could have just jolted awake and, and seen it. Maybe I don't know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, it, like if the key got stuck on him somehow and then, yeah, it just, it didn't go down a, the drain. And there was a right. light on it. Uh, there was a light on it too. Um, yeah, no, it, just like if he would have woken up and that would have happened, the whole thing would have been over. Um, which just, again, is like such a movie thing. Oh, it has to go down this. Oh, it was there the whole time, but it's not like, I don't know. What would, yeah. I don't know if you, you could have done anything right at that point. So I guess is that... Is that the point you're making? A big fuck you? Like he, you never could have gotten out of this? Is that his character? Is that really because he? Okay, so and then why did he? May, maybe I can think of the reason, but he kept the picture from the wallet. Was that because yeah. that was going to lead him to recognizing Adam somehow? That is correct. Yep, that's where because he took the picture, and he was maybe thinking that Bob, but then like whoever was paying him was going to be, which it wasn't, it was Danny Glover was going to be the same guy or something. Like I'm still trying to figure out his reasoning for taking, taking that picture of why he wouldn't want, uh, or maybe he would have, he was thinking he would be implicated because he was following him around or something, taking pictures. It just like, and even if it were any of those reasons, when he was confronted of like, why did you keep the picture? He just said, I could, or like, why didn't you show me? He said, I couldn't. And that's all he says. And then it moves on. And I don't know right. if it at least alluded to any of those things, then that would have, because that was such a big plot point that kept things from moving along. And so I was like, oh, I'm curious of, to be like, curious to know where this will lead to, or, you know, other things of like, he, they had that key at the beginning and then you just like, oh fuck, we didn't need this key. And then he threw it off to the side. I'm like, oh, I wonder where, I hope he keeps track of that key. And then they needed it. And he's like, oh yeah, it's right here. And I was like, oh man, that would have been kind of nice if there was a little bit more of like, oh shit, no, no, fuck. Where's that key that we had at the beginning, at the beginning for the lockbox yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's not, it's not necessary, but uh, Adam's main driving force. And, and yeah, again, I, him, him as an actor is, is, was just r- rough for me, but uh, was hard to understand his motivations beyond just, yeah, like he was trying to make a quick buck being, it wasn't even a private eye, it was just taking pictures. I mean, I guess that's a version of a private eye, kind of just taking, taking pictures, but. Um, he's a voyeur is like the moral ethos thing of like why he's there. You know, he's just exploited. You, you, shouldn't enjoy, you shouldn't be watching everyone else's or something. Like he he takes pictures of people like I don't know in, incriminating photos essentially right yeah. and he's just takes money from anybody and it seems like maybe he's taking photos yeah I mean because you're absolutely right the reason he doesn't show him Carrie the photo is that it would he took it and so he doesn't yeah I I don't know how Carrie would f- find out that he did it again to your point uh, as well right. But how that how yeah, that implicates I, him, I'm not I'm not sure, but he yeah, that was a that was a big move that wasn't I don't know. When it had the chance to be addressed, it just wasn't. So I was I was like, Am I not catching what they're they're trying to put out? Or just there are parts of this movie that just seemed missing or just not fully fleshed out or just uh yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't have, didn't have the the budget time or or resources for which I'm willing I'm willing to accept, I feel like I it's just the whole, yeah, the whole presentation of this movie and then and the pacing and just how all over the place all all those flashbacks are 
um, and how they get to each one of them is something that I feel like the focus is off on what would be an interesting take on this, this jigsaw character, which mm. I'm not sure if it needs to be as focused on him as, as, as much as it is. And I don't want to revert to other movies all the time, but you know, like seven had the killer with a clear set of rules that he was engaging in the seven deadly sins. And that's what the movie's named after. But throughout that movie, it's when you see the, the crime, their crime scenes, you don't, you don't really witness and ex experience what's happened. And it's not necessarily like this movie had to do that. I'm just saying that that went down a lot smoother when I saw it like that, rather than see the fucking barbed wire with the dude in there and then like, oh man, I can only imagine what's, oh shit, oh, okay, they're gonna show me, oh fuck, oh my God. And then it's like editing into it and then they're like doing all the crazy speed ramping and this guy's freaking out and all that stuff. And I can say there's mo there are moments of that in, in Seven or whatever, they show images or like glimpses of, of what might've happened and, and stuff like that. But Absolutely. it is not giving you the benefit of the doubt of like the best thing about, great yeah, like some of the great horror movies is your own imagination of what you can imagine rather than showing everything that's that's happening to these these people as as it happened um is whilst terrifying and gross and horrific it just uh isn't it's that sort of thing where i don't know yeah to, to me it's not satisfying it makes me upset and uh you know, I, don't, I don't know it's like i and if i can if i can just say my, I don't know. This is my thing about horror movies, like horror movies like this in general. If you don't mind me yeah, saying, is, and this was kind of this period of time as well as was this one. And I, another one I'm thinking of is uh, the Strangers. You're breaking up. Say that again. Uh, the Strangers, like movies, like movies like this that um, came out around this time that I can think of just like the strangers or even like, I don't know, to, to a more recent example, that's more off the wall is human centipede or something like that, which I feel like is almost a, res a response to this. We were just like the next step up from, from something like this. But for me, like, and this is just this very subjective personal take, but like, or, and I'm not the biggest horror movie fan, but some of my favorite horror movies are some that, typically have a little bit more of a supernatural element if not supernatural then sci-fi maybe and this is this is me you know this is not uh something that i i expect uh, other people like this is just what a good horror movie makes but that's just that's just maybe more my style but when i see movies like this and what the what happens in the movie the strangers is uh live tyler and i forget who else are just in their house and they just get terrorized by this group of people in masks throughout the whole movie and at the very end they round up Liv Tyler and her, her I think her husband I forget who it is spoiler alert for this movie but they round him up and then they just and then Liv Tyler's like asking him like why are you doing this and they're just like because you were home and then they just fucking kill them and then that's the end of the movie and all of these things are horrific and terrible and 
fit the bill of of what a horror movie I guess is, but it's just not my cup of tea. Because when I want when I watch a horror movie, I just that extra supernatural element or sci-fi element gives me a little bit of fun to be had or just something that uh isn't just a stark reminder of the cruel, cruel nature of of human beings in this world or makes me think of like the possibility of someone in real life doing something like this. And I know that's a big thing, I think, when this movie came out as well. And I don't want to ride that line of 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 saying that while it is kind of scary to think about. It. It's just like, oh, well, someone's just going to come into my house. This is just worrying about strangers. Someone's going to come to my house and just fucking kill me. Or like, yeah, like I don't live the best life and some guy's going to kidnap me and put me in this situation based on like some fucked up Santa Claus sort of way, whether, whether I'm naughty or nice or some shit, you know, that's really what Jigsaw is. is just a fucked up Santa Claus. <laughs> but yep. um, yeah, that, it just takes all the, this kind of thing takes all the fun out of it for me and leaves me with totally. just the horror and just the terror and just those feelings of, of, of gritty, gross, nasty uh, sort of, um, experience and yeah i think like final destination was around this time too and it's just like getting to this point where they're trying to push the limits of gore with cg as well and and some of that stuff i mean this is all practical a lot of practical stuff and and i think a lot of the saw movies is, is a lot of practical stuff i i would assume um but they're really pushing the limits on things that don't mean anything to me and if are anything detract from me enjoying myself and a movie going experience i understand going to the movie theater being around people in the seats and and seeing a scary movie uh, right. is exhilarating and and having that shock effect is is uh different when you're in in that environment um and this one stuck in my craw like the first time i saw it and i was unable to sleep that night uh as a 14 year old and so again like if that's the demographic you're going for it it was a success at that time i was that demographic and Mm. um but now it's just yeah it's very very difficult for me to enjoy yeah and i mean it's uh, and what it how shallow the characters are yeah i mean I feel very similarly to what you're saying here about this movie has, um, yeah, it's a bunch of shitty people having shitty things done to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Who are you supposed to be rooting for? I mean, I guess the doctor, but it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the you're child. rooting for the, the child, the right. child. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's the one that is Blameless. the real victim. <laughs> yeah. But even uh, that, yeah, I don't know. It's like that point of playing life and death over somebody cheating on. Somebody. It's a serial killer's a- attitude, but it's just like there's this weird sense of this movie where it's almost like supporting Jigsaw, mm-hmm. what he's doing. Right. There's no like, oh. there's no like uh, subconscious like or con- conscience of the movie telling you that these things. I, I mean, obviously, I don't. Know, that's a stretch, but it's just like. Maybe it's that that main main character sort of thing as well, but by the end of the movie, Saw win, Jigsaw wins and and does what he wants to do. And it's a horror movie. The monster the monster winning is like it's a classic thing. The monster lives on. He's he's still terrorizing people to this day or or whatever. But 
just the what is this movie yeah trying to say it's just like i don't know it's trying to make you feel like shit <laughs> to, to me and i do for sure yeah i mean that's a great point because that is what this movie's trying to do because yeah there isn't even a sympathy force jigsaw with the the girl that we spend a fair amount of time with with oh i just i gotta say one thing i just was so fucking pissed when so the intro into the girl with the bear trap reverse bear trap Mm -hmm. helmet carrie ewells is ostensibly forced to sit there and listen to this tale from this woman by danny glover Danny Glover's like, oh, yeah. you need to sit here and listen to her, which oh, again, it's not a, it's not a thing that normally happens. Like he's being accused of these things, but you're never going to do that. And then also too, Is like she getting medical what advice from you or something, what's going on? <laughs> absolutely. You're, no, not at all. Cause they don't talk at all. There isn't a right, conversation yeah. there. And you can also hear everything she's saying. You're like in a totally different room. It's like, everything was so so serving just we gotta get you uh-huh. know we we want to tell her story so we're going to act as the carrie yules as our surrogate which is like the would be another argument for him being the main character of this right yeah i mean he probably uh, is if there is gonna be yeah. one i mean it's top and all that. He, he got away at the end he's the he's this sort of survivor or whatever he didn't have a foot and then jigsaw got up seemingly just right after he left gets up and he's like you're fucked and then walks out and then credits right behind him yeah jigsaw probably just yeah the guy's crawling and bleeding probably just the way that the makeup to your point at the beginning of this the way that carrie yules looked and was acting it was insane there was this whole he just goes into this whole other headspace of like now i'm <laughs> I'm even when cracks he's, when, that he about, joke. when he's about to cut his foot off. No, but after that, when he's leaving, he he oh, does okay. he has this bit where he looks back and he's like, "I'll come back for his sure." Voice and changes. He, he almost yeah. yeah. He almost has like an starts, accent, or, or he starts talking like he's in a Shakespearean play. He's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's <sighs> but I do like his freak out. I really liked his freak out, like mm-hmm. right before he's about to chop his foot off, and. Yeah. Yeah, just his screaming was like great. I I thought it was yeah. awesome because it just needed. I don't know. It needed more of that, and the the only good part of Adam was his scream at the end. And I I think it was, and I I read it was so good that they used that scream at the end for the uh a part where he's getting his foot chopped off as well. They just used the same scream uh sound for both parts because. It's a good scream yeah. because that's the that was my big takeaway. I think we're remembering like when I first watched this movie as a child was just mm-hmm. and the last time I watched it, I haven't seen it since then. It's my only second time watching this movie, but the scream fading out. There's some effective things in this movie, and that scream fading out at the credits was just like you. Th- this is you th- think about it rather than showing it. Him sitting in that room, like and just sitting in that room and and dying in there was just mm-hmm. like what where your mind is and it's and it sticks with you because they're able to to fade out on it rather than well i mean it does switch into some heavy metal song after a little bit (laughs) and then you're kind of like oh yeah that's right i'm still (laughs) i'm still here but there's 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 even some like edits of like transitions like it spun the camera to the side 
and then it like it like was transitioning like those fades like a fade almost where it was like spinning it was so weird and just uh something where it's (laughs) doing doing too much ungapachka ungapachka yeah so crazy for yeah a movie that was needed to be so sparse how they were able to just jam pack mainly stuff that just made the movie suck right guys <laughs> just like that and i think that's kind of a big Great. takeaway for me is just like yeah like there's there's a te- there's a multiple tellings of this movie where it would have gotten seven or however many fucking sequels cuz the idea in in its in itself at this time is is pure and good to to be successful um mm-hmm. how they told it was catering to a 2004 audience and mm-hmm. the 2004 audience ate it the fuck up and they kept making more and all any other scary movie you would see at that time from the producers of saw from the from the second yep. to third guy sitting on the writer of saw from the guy who brought people coffee at saw like is making this movie is what they would keep, keep telling you and whatever. And like, they would have like, we we were in the, you know, the movies as well as like scary movie was coming out as well. So there's like trying to find a way to make a scary movie fresh and different and not really a slasher. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it has these elements and, and these ideas that pertain to the time and, and seem inspired by, by things that um, are really good. And clearly the people who have, who made it James Wan and, and the other guy, Lee, whatever uh, are both making both successful in making other movies. And I, I, you know, I thought insidious was, I, I remember enjoying that movie. I've only seen it once, but that was successful and they kept, kept making more, uh, but I don't know. It just also seems like it's stuck in its time. And there's many more that have come out since then. And I can almost be assured that a lot of those are probably stuck in their own time as well. But I don't imagine the quality increasing um, beyond this first one. You know, I saw the second one and it was it happened. I don't know. It seemed like they turned and burned that one real quick with Donnie and Donnie Wahlberg and and everything. But, um, what they're, what they're doing now, if we want to get into their, their next project is this, this movie that's out now spiral. Uh, and it's Chris rock has taken it over and they're, uh, they're continuing it, it on. And I haven't, I have not seen anything from saw, Two, that's the last one I've seen on. So I'm curious. I'm not super curious, but I in the in the services of this podcast, I think I I am very curious about this movie because we have been eyeing it as a, a polarizing movie because its current score. Let me take a look at its at its current thirty eight. Rotten and seventy-five audience. So it's it fits the bill more oh. than even this movie. And 
I would even imagine some of these other saw, we could probably even do a whole series on saw knowing how, I don't know. It seems like this, this kind of series, these kind of franchises just have like a dedicated fan base that kind of eat this shit up. Like it's, it's a niche sort of cult mm-hmm. following. I'm, I'm sure that are, that it's keeping a lot of this, this stuff going. Um, but to have, yeah, I mean, Chris rocks kind of taking the helm behind this. This new one, right? And to have a modern polarizing movie is is pretty interesting. When when does it come out for streaming, Brandon? Do you know? I don't. I'm gonna look that up right now because this very well is going to be a movie that we're going to do. I'm just gonna say it right now because the the mm-hmm. scores are yeah. just are just there. We just did this first saw. We're gonna skip everything in between. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I definitely don't want to watch. Yeah, all of them because no, even just I don't think anyone wants to join us on that either. I mean, but I think you are right that there is a cold following of these movies because they, yeah, they just they they've made them. I mean, you know, we started this talking about what you know what we were like and what things were like in two thousand four and how this is like, yeah, a um, this uh, etched in stone of that that time. But I mean they made a movie in 2021 yeah but people are going going, right now go out to see it so i'm not sure when it's going to be available on streaming actually um but at some point at some whenever this movie whenever we see it we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one as well and and it will be interesting but back back to uh that's a that's the teaser for the for the future (laughs) can't wait uh, if Absolutely. it says, if it's as good as this one, then, you know, uh, right. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, is there any, any, any other big things that you'd like to bring, bring up about this movie? Oh, <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about it. I can take a quick look, uh, through my notes. Um, looks like I asked, why aren't you cutting the lock instead of the chain? The chain is much thicker. Why wouldn't you go for the, um, the lock? I'm not to say the, the saw would have, um, gone through that either, but just, it didn't even try the, the lock. I thought was kind of, uh, weird. Um, I always like lines in this movie that that's caught my eye. Uh, my name is very fucking confused. Hell Yeah. This okay. is the most fun I've had without lubricant. Yeah, right. And it, it just yeah, dirty, dirty movie. It's a dirty movie. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds like a teenager wrote it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Carrie. Doctor Carrie calls his daughter's toes like to- tootsies or whatever. I don't know. It was just like he just seems like a fun. He'd be like a fun dad or something. But I don't. know. Maybe he's an asshole in real life. Who knows? Um. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm feeling, feeling okay about it. Oh yeah. That, that whole, like Danny Glover getting his neck sliced. I thought that was interesting. Just like a, an injury that just you live on with or just like scars you. I I thought that was effective. I, you see so many things like things of just like someone getting a knife thrown in their back or something like, Oh, I'm dead. Just to have someone be like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. There's blood coming. Oh, God. And he kind of keeps going and hobbling. I thought that was uh, um, something that was 
interesting to watch for someone recover from an injury like that. I don't know. It, it, uh, that, that was scary to me. <laughs> um, there was a pig squealing sound, I think, when that pig caught the Adam guy. I think I thought that was effective. Um, that was the scariest part of the whole movie, was that Adam getting abducted. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely agree on that. Um, yeah. Uh, there's this, like, Adam has, like, a monologue. It seemed just like all of a sudden he was like, they were all sickly and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, like at the end, he's kind of like has this turn and, and kind of is like yelling at the, the doctor. And it just, it seems so out of place. He was just acted like he just got there that day or something. <laughs> he should have been acting like he hadn't eaten in however long or whatever, but he just, I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't want to harp on him for anymore. I'm sorry. Oh. just, uh, seems like a great writer. <laughs> Uh, Linus from Lost is in it. Uh, yeah. That car chase was ridiculous. Super stupid. Looked like shit. Looked like I would say too. Ass. Was, yeah, same kind of set design too of the car park where Carrie Ewells gets abducted was... Um, oh my god. It, I was, I was going to bring that up too. Or, like they were, or some type of... That was supposed to uh, be a parking lot for an barn? apartment. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't look like a party law firm. Yeah, and every time it would cut to that, I just kept thinking, this is not the play. This is not what this looks like. This would, is yeah, it threw me threw me off entirely. Like even like, so yeah, there was there was that. So clearly, just the lighting and everything looked like bare bones. There was like one light on the entrance exit of the of it, and then when Adam was taking a picture, there was like a spotlight on his face of him taking a picture. It seemed like a noir movie or something but that was yeah like i think it really was just they had a warehouse and they dressed certain rooms different ways to be different things i wouldn't be surprised if that was also the um house that carrie and his dr carrie and his wife uh like they had this fight when he's leaving to go see his mistress or whatever if you look at the the ceiling in that in that shot it's I know there's like lofts and shit with like brick and and everything but the ceiling is just like wood like open open and, it's, yeah and it just looks and then you start to once you see that and then you start to look at the rest of the room kind of differently and I just wouldn't uh -huh. be surprised if that was just like the same same room cuz yeah that that parking lot it is just basically a warehouse or it looked like a barn or something and it's supposed to be at the <laughs> bottom of like an apartment or something or no is it a motel it was where he was going to work. It was he was I, going was to his car after work. Oh, I thought it was no. It was after he saw his, the mistress at the motel, I think, and he was walking down to his car after that. I thought, and then he okay. then he. But still, still, either that matter. that it's that parking lot. Where does that parking lot belong? I I, yeah, I do not it, know. It, like it's it, not, it is not a parking lot. And they did just like, shit shitty like fake graffiti all over it to dress it up. But no, um, dog shit. But yeah, I think that's it. I think there's a, yeah, Danny Glover calls him a, he says, you sick asshole. That's, at one point, I like that. That seemed like a, Danny Glover just dropped that one out from being on Lethal Weapon 6 or some shit. Um, cool. Well, would you like to say your final piece? Do you care to hear any reviews? We don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, the, yeah, I just, this movie. I it makes me not it makes me really mad frustrated ultimately I I left it just really 
noticing so much of its flaws at times unable to um like be in the moment with it and be scared um aside from just a couple times and like we talked about it the uh, adam getting abducted was one of those moments where yeah. felt in the moment felt present uh the beginning of the movie too i it starts off yeah. relatively yeah. strong strong for me um in the room the, because again the there is a version of this movie where you really are just in that room and you are feeling all the energy that is in that room. And that is the movie, you know, these two guys trying to get out of here and you can even leave it to work. Um, There's everybody else gets cut. And it's just that, I don't know. There's something there. And maybe, you know, it might require cuts to communication like ends of communication to the outside, but this movie could solely live like as a play, write it as a play. It also didn't need to be as long as it was too. <laughs> I mean, how long, well, this movie was pick, like almost. Yeah. I mean, if you picked a long. main character, maybe like you, you taking the time to, it, it all depends on what you wanted to focus on. I thought that there was a lack of focus. Yeah. This movie's almost two hours long. I mean, you could have, I don't know. You could have made it even shorter. You could have made it, just a solid buck 30 <laughs> no ah, they dragged it man they added more fluff in yeah. it to to pro, to that's, extend yeah, it yeah yeah right um yeah so i i think we're we're good i don't need to hear reviews i yeah, i can understand cool. people you know writing reviews that the contraptions and the deaths are interesting even that's debatable. I, yeah, I, again, that is, I guess the strongest part of this movie is thinking about the traps and thinking about the puzzles that you like, how would you approach that? You know, I just remember thinking um, about the person covered in the flammable goo Mm -hmm. and they need to find the, uh, the code, right? That's, it gave it enough time. There was a shot of that. That was interesting as well. I will just say where it's wholly outside of the room to the point where there's even empty space. And then it's almost like functioning as a cube in space and you it to represent um, the like closeness or being stuck in that small space mm-hmm. with no lights. And it just the way that the light too kind of uh, dissipated from the source and yeah, everything about that, that was fine. But um, yeah, what regardless, was, the, on? was it glass? glass. Okay. But then uh, there's a, uh, I remember reading that there was a goof that uh, then they, another shot of that person and then they have shoes on. Oh, really? And then fuck that up. But yeah, they were supposed to be in a room where they're naked and then they got the goo on them and then there's glass. And so you're just going to continue to cut your feet up while you try to solve this puzzle. Um, And then if you get anything close to you, you'd light on fire, which that person ended up dying, right? That person self-barbecued themselves, self-immolated themselves like um, in um, uh, Death Spa. (laughs) Now there's a classic. There's a movie to hold in high standards. I would watch Death Spa any day of the week over this movie. I will. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> Firmly say 
and yeah, a despot probably costs half the <laughs> amount of money. I just, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, who, who knows scale, but this movie did not cost a lot at the time that that it was made. Did not cost a lot, but it had a lot of stuff it didn't need. It was <laughs> it was even too expensive for the meager budget that it is. <laughs> and, and that is the final slam, word. Slam. We'll slam, say on that. <laughs> He's heating up. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not heating up. That is going to be me winding down. Um, I'm going to give a, uh, you know, this is a part of the show where we give our percentage of on Rotten Tomatoes our score. Um, we give our tomatoes. Even we give our tomatoes. <laughs> be the, be it rotten tomato. or fresh. I say tomato. But you have to have that balance. You know, you want somebody that says tomato and somebody that says tomato. Unless you're trying to solve a problem and then you're speaking two different languages. I, you know what? I digress. <laughs> it shouldn't be rotten or fresh. It should be tomato or tomato where it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just maybe not your cup of tea. Oh. You know, it's just, it's not yeah. like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. It's more just like, it's not really on uh, the scale, on my scale. It's my own personal scale. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've just been dunking on this movie almost this entire podcast. And you know what? To some degree, I'm a little sorry about that because I, I you know, I, I'm glad that it exists. 80% ish. I'm glad that it exists. Am I going to watch it again anytime soon? Absolutely not. But I think uh, just like things you would keep in a time capsule, there were certain values and certain things that mattered and were relevant and uh, commonplace in a particular time. But when you look back on those times, I think hindsight's twenty twenty, and you're really able to see a lot of the flaws in this movie. It, is, it just doesn't hold well, hold up well visually. Um, I think too, people will think that the contraptions will probably be pretty antiquated and dated or not edgy like they used to be. I think, um, I don't know. There might be, I don't, I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but maybe there are things that are similar to this that are being done better than this movie is capable of being. And, uh, but, uh, does make me this. Yeah. Uh, this movie did not make me want to watch more horror movies. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, but okay, I'll give my Rotten Tomato score. I'm gonna give this movie a 38. percent mm, Yep. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. Uh, this this one is. I'm trying to. I'm trying to straddle the line. I. I know where my heart lies. I guess I was, for a moment I was trying to straddle the line between what this movie has done and affected for other movies moving past it and what it represents as opposed to like what it actually is and in, in the experience watching it. And then I realized that I don't really have to straddle that line because I don't think I really like or, or watch a lot of the things that this movie has gone on to affect and influence, to be honest. And this certain brand of horror genre is not really, like I said, my cup of tea. And while if this is your thing, like this, it's not full torture porn yet. I don't think it, it, it starts that, that process. I think for other people that have those ideas or 
And I think that's what frustrates me is I think people get what people get out of this movie is adverse to the strong points that it does have going for it. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, it seems that they have continued to just like come up with like, oh, you won't believe this next death that Saw Saul's going to do or whatever. And it just those aren't the, that's not the interesting part of the movie for me is all the weird fucking con- contraptions that Saw comes up with to, to kill people. Like while that is an element, I don't. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say it again. It's like I don't watch seven to see all those weird fucked up ways that you know, whatever fucking Kevin Spacey is going to be killing these people. It's about the effects that those things have on the people around them and solving the problem, solving the problem. I mean, like Morgan Freeman's an old cop, old cop in that movie. And and he's, and he's solving that, that case and everything. And it's just, uh, it's possible. I mean, I, I I don't want to continue to compare to it, but I just, I, I do feel a certain, and like, uh, inspiration from, from this movie that, is 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 beset by seven and and other sort of gritty things uh that it's it's aspiring to be however the it's lack of focus on those uh good things that it has going for it in my mind completely takes me out of any sort of enjoyment of this experience of watching the movie it's truly like upsetting a lot of this the feelings that i have watching this and i was not looking forward to like going into this experience to be honest because i remember being so scared as a when i first watched it and i wasn't scared as much just as upset and now i understand more of my feelings that first time i watched it as well and and my feelings towards you know kind of horror movies in in general and so yeah i am i'm prefacing that yeah these are a lot of my this is what this is about is about critiquing to your own personal taste and and view and everything too. But I also want to put out there that I recognize the influence that this has had and also the, you know, certain level of respect and admiration that I have for these guys uh, that are able to do this on the budget that they had. I, I I think there is a certain level of recognition, whatever sort of timetable that they had and and the wherewithal and, and, and they were able to push, push, push it forward and what their vision was and what they wanted it to be. And clearly it struck a chord with a lot of people. And I do want to recognize that even if it's not hitting the same, same thing with me, because even somebody who wasn't really into horror movies at that time was drawn to this, this thing at at the time it came out from everyone talking about it. And uh, it fits the bill so much. I think I said earlier of, of being a a polarizing movie in, in the time that it came out, I think it was trying to, trying to uh you know that's i mean any good horror movie might do not any good horror movie i guess it's just like it's going to shock shock people and everything but uh again the reasons that it's it's shocking people are those gruesome elements and to me it's more the ideas that i'm attracted to of of jigsaw and everything and and what yeah what got him there not that i want to watch all everything about him or whatever but just again like watching the process of maybe danny glover trying to discover about him or the effects the true effects that he's had on his doctor that diagnosed him with this uh what is a a tumor or whatever and just getting maybe more into into that and and what happened exactly when he got diagnosed and how 
Dr. Carey treated him in that because you only get a little snippet. It's like, yep, it's a tumor, blah, blah, blah. And it was part of a montage, just a little Mm -hmm. bit more of in the end when that big reveal is given just, I don't know, maybe a little bit more to show. And I, oh man, that's, it's such a good example is that twist at the end of like having a good thing and just over fucking doing it. Cause like, the editing and the music and the ramping up of him getting up from the floor and tearing his makeup off and everything. I, I don't know. It's just like it what it, well, what it was, was all the flashbacks and the editing of everything. And they it got to the point where they almost like played the whole movie and fast forward again for you just to make you remember exactly what happened as like a flat, like in case you missed it sort of thing. And that made me just really like deflated and, and uh, just any sort of thing that I was looking to ascertain to en- enjoy in those moments was was more difficult for those reasons that I've brought up as far as the editing and the music and and the presentation of it. So I think I've done my diligence to try to find what I've enjoyed in this movie, and I think I've highlighted a lot of it. I think I've been kind of slam dunking a, a lot too on the things that I don't like because it's just like that's what's frustrating. Uh, as well as because we do pick these earnest movies that have a lot of big ideas and are uh, executed by the people with those ideas, at least in in some of the movies we've watched and Mm -hmm. like spring breakers and, and uh, maybe Cosmopolis. Yeah. Cosmopolis as well. You know, adaptation, he adopted, adapted a book and everything. So, um, but this was truly unenjoyable for me on like, on like that, sort of basis of my whole spiel about horror movies in general. And these are movies that I avoid to, to watch. Um, it's either going to be a dumb horror movie. Yeah. Like death spa or something, or it's going to be, yeah. Like I love, I love alien and I love the thing. And those are, those are some of my favorite horror movies to put it out there. If, if anyone's Mm -hmm. confused why I don't like this kind of stuff. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's where I'm, I'm at with it. Uh, and I was trying to decide exactly where I was hovering on this movie. I think I'm going to do a 42, do 42, 42% or four or five range. I think I'm, I think that gives it enough credit for those, for those things that, uh, it's trying to do. I think a five would be almost to down the middle, I think it's got to be a little lesser than because it's those whatever good ideas which just detracts from from those good ideas that I that I am trying to glob on to. Um, but man, yeah, I feel like almost physically ill at the end of this man. It's just has has an effect on me and like whatever. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen a full Final Destination movie, but those man, it's just like it's not it's not really my thing to to see how all the different ways people can get like dismembered and shit. I don't know. The slasher, I don't know. Slasher stuff sometimes can, can be kind of fun, I I guess, but there's a, there's a limit, man. There's a point where it goes a little too, a little too much for me, a little, a little too far, but uh, I don't want to hate on anyone that does enjoy it as well. Cause yeah, it has that, especially when it has that level of camp and everything, but this is, this is without camp to me. This is just more, uh, fucking look at it look at how depraved the human species can be what humans can do to each other and they're just humans like this is just this sick sickly old man that's gonna fucking 
put right. you put you in a room and force you in a situation to quote unquote like oh they don't he doesn't kill you when you kill yourself just whatever but uh yeah they say that yeah um so yeah that's that's saw our first <laughs> our first uh our first horror for, movie yeah <laughs> it's gonna be probably that way for a little bit i need whenever spiral like comes out we'll we'll put out the signal and and we'll do that one i, I it doesn't look like it's gonna be by next week because i don't know if i'm gonna go out to the be rushing out to the movie theaters to <laughs> to see spiral i I, uh, I'm waiting for that two week gap after my second vaccination. It's looking looking pretty good. I'm I'm excited to go see a go see a movie uh, again. It's been a while, but um, well, you you mentioned one movie uh, last week that we were talking about. Brandon, should we yeah. reveal what that one is? Do you want to stick with that one, or or how are you feeling? I was thinking a little bit about switching gears because I really was kind of into the idea of watching a movie that I. I'm not familiar with her. No, that I think I'm going to enjoy. Oh, you know, I, mean, I don't know for certain because yeah, I just this conversation and really the movie and uh, the Saw movie made me really frustrated. And uh, yeah, it was a movie that I didn't enjoy a majority of it, and mm-hmm. so I was thinking that um, it would be not a nice change of pace to do something that would be. Um, enjoyable and so there's still a part of me that thinks that the movie that we discuss um, off mic about doing would be fun and, and it will be you know what I, there's good it might suffer from being boring right but I think there's going to be a lot about that movie that's like fun <laughs> I'm going to just I love that it's a question a little bit of it um so i was trying to get a little bit out of you but no okay uh oh no, no i mean it's know. definitely hey it's it's definitely trying to be fun they're, they're doing more more ideas by the way it's it's men in black international yeah. there uh, it is there's the reveal but uh it's it's just yeah it's a whole whole new cast they they got a it's international. It's like the Ghostbusters Inc. situation where they're trying to come up with it seems like a universe sort of deal. And um yeah. I uh watched half of it on a plane. So yeah. I will uh I'm gonna watch the full full part of it in in full cinemascope on my couch. <laughs> I have cinemascope and um I I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely going to be more fun than this. Yep. I'll tell you that. You know what? That's why you it's know, definitely I'm trying to be. And we will find whether it succeeds or fails. Um, but yeah, should we? I I don't know. I, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap everything up? Any plugs? Any plugs? Um, yeah. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Um, we post when we are live streaming. We're typically doing this on Wednesdays. Um, Twitch oh, Polarized Pod. Polarized Twitch. Pod. And Wednesday on nights. Twitch. Yep. And then on Twitch, there's also the links to everything. So if you want to just do Polarized Pod, um, or not Twitch, on Twitter. Uh, you find the links to everything else. 
and get get to all places. So make sure you Um, watch Men in Black International. Yep. Also, feel free to uh, what would be like subscribe uh, or no rate uh, (laughs) rate and review. You're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man. Hey, hey, let's let's do it. Uh, hey, smash that like button. Yes, smash, that like double baby. smash that subscribe button. Ooh. I know you see it on this audio medium, but uh, uh, Apple. We are on Apple. I think it Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever. It helps uh, throw a review on there <laughs> and tell us how tell us how you feel because we yeah. have, have been doing plenty of that been telling telling the world how we feel about movies right and again brandon this experience was enjoyable and way more enjoyable than the saw movie and 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 it makes it all worth it to uh and very cathartic to go through a discussion about something that yeah that was upsetting to me but this this made me work through it. Now I have closure on these on these upsetting feelings, and I'm feeling much better. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I love that. We're gonna let's end on that. That's a good note. We we're we're learning. We're getting something out of it. Yes, that's right. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Yes, love thank you. Thank you. Love you. See you next time.